Episode 5 of Leaky Bucket of Profits, The Magic Profit Formula. Welcome to Episode 5 of Leaky Bucket of Profits, The Magic Profit Formula. This is Tony Malik, the author of the book Leaky Bucket of Profits, and today we're going to be talking about a process that I have seen many, many businesses use to literally transform their business into a cash-generating profit machine. I'm sure you're going to want to hear about that. I've never met a business owner who said they didn't want to increase their cash flow and the profits of their business, but they don't know where to start. You know, first of all, their day is tied up with, you know, being what I call being on the mouse wheel. They're working on fighting fires and dealing with people problems. And when they do have time to start thinking about how can I improve the performance of my business, they don't know where to start. They feel like they're in the middle of the forest and they can't see the forest for the trees. What the magic profit formula does, it removes the forest and the trees so that you can rise above it, take yourself to another level and look down back at your business and see where those opportunities are. And it gives you a starting point of, okay, where do I even start? to improve my business. So here we go. This proven process can be used by virtually any business in any industry. It can be used by the blue collar businesses, manufacturing trades, logistics companies, white collar businesses, services, retail, restaurants, really you name it. This process applies to virtually every business and it's pretty easy to follow when you understand the process. So the way it works is we take our business and we break down the business process into individual steps. And then we look at that step and say, how can I improve the performance of just that step? You'll see a diagram of the Magic Profit Formula uh, on page 52 of my book, figure 5.1. Now, if you don't have a copy of the book in front of you, I'm going to do my best to describe the formula to you, and I, I think I think it'll make a lot of sense. But if you do have the book, I think you'll find it a lot easier. If you don't have the book, I suggest picking one up online from any of the major platforms, or you can also download the ebook format for the cost of a pint of beer or a good glass of wine. The the, the formula is broken into a number of steps, and here are, I'll let I'll give you an idea of what the steps are, and then I'll explain how each step works. The steps are generating contacts, which can mean from either new customers, past customers, or existing customers. The conversion rate of those contacts that turn into sales give you a certain amount of transactions. And then when you multiply your transactions by your average dollar size of a sale, you get your revenue. And from there, when you have your revenue, you multiply that by your gross margin. And we'll be covering gross margin out of, out of future uh, uh, podcasts if you're not familiar with it. But I'll give you a quick explanation in a minute. And that, But we multiply your revenue by your gross margin, and that'll give you your gross profit. And then from your gross profit, we subtract your fixed costs and give you your net profits. So let's take a look at each step one at a time. The first one is generating contacts and I said earlier that's split into three areas so you're generating your contacts is your marketing marketing's job 
is to cause a qualified potential customer to either walk into your business, make that phone call, or send that email to learn more about what you can offer. And they can come from three different areas. From new customers, so people that or potential clients who've never dealt with you. They can come from past customers, clients who have dealt with you in the past, but maybe currently don't deal with you, as well as people who are working with you or, or buying, buying from you right now. So let's talk about that a bit. I go this into, by, by the way, a little further into the future chapters. There is a chapter on each step of this process that will be coming up following this, this, this episode uh, that does cover marketing. So in chapter six, I say when we get to chapter six, or if you have the book, I suggest you read chapter six because you'll get a lot of detailed information. So the formula is based on having a separate marketing program that helps maximize the contacts you get from new customers, past customers, and existing customers. And each one needs their own strategy. And that's what we'll be talking about later. So it's good to track these contacts that you're getting. And the amount of contacts you're getting each one will also have its own conversion rate. So for instance, if you're dealing with an existing customer and perhaps you're gonna have some strategies to, to increase the sales of that with existing customers, your conversion rate, those that are offered an opportunity to buy or buy more, the conversion rate is the number of those people that actually will do it. Uh, the same goes with your past customers. So you might've had past customers and if you send out, for instance, an email to a thousand customers with it with a special offer, and one hundred of those thousand buy, you have just you got a conversion rate of ten percent. So that's your conversion rate. The same thing with existing customers. So you might have done some marketing that generated a hundred contacts from new customers, and in that case, if you convert twenty percent of those contacts turn into a sale. 20 out of that 100 is a 20% conversion rate. So it's important that we measure the conversion rate of all the contacts coming in. Now, the way the magic profit formula works is what can you do to increase, first of all, the amount of contacts you're getting from the three types of customers, and that comes down to your marketing. So that, that's your marketing program generating to make it more effective to generate more contacts. The conversion rate, your conversion process is your sales process. So marketing has done its job when somebody has made that contact with you. Now your sales process has to take over. So what we want to do at this stage is think of some strategies that we can do when that customer calls us and walks into our store, sends, sends us the email. How can we improve the closing rate or the conversion rate of that contact? And once the sales made, what you'll find is you'll have an average dollar per sale, and that's calculated quite easy. What's your average dollar per sale? Just take your total sales for, say, for the last year, divide it by the number of transactions you had. So your transactions divided into your total sales will give you an average dollar amount for sale. So then the key here is to look at that strategy and say, what can you do to increase your average sales size? And there's a bunch of things you can do, and we'll be getting that into that into, into future chapters. But think about what can you do to increase the average sales size? It could be something as simple as increasing your pricing, but maybe just the product mix. Maybe you can create some packages as an example that would, that, that would cause uh, 
customers to buy more than maybe they otherwise would have or maybe you have a strategy for adding on uh, add-on sales you know we've always heard that heard that would you like fries with that you know with your hamburger you know that's an add-on sale that that helps generate or generate or increase your average sales size now based on all these contacts and your conversion rate generating a certain amount of transactions and you take your transactions and you multiply that by your average dollar value per sale and that gives you your total revenue so that's how you generate your revenue so that'll give you a certain amount of revenue the next step is to look at your gross profits now first of all before i talk about gross profits your gross margin your gross margin is the percentage of your sale that is your profit for instance you might have heard of cost of goods sold so if you have a product for instance that sells for hundred dollars but it costs you seventy dollars to produce it or seventy dollars to execute that service your cost of goods sold is seventy percent right seventy dollars out of a hundred the remaining amount the thirty dollars that are left over that's your gross profit so if your gross profit was thirty dollars of a hundred that means your gross margin is thirty percent so what we want to do is generate you got your revenue generated you multiply that by your gross profit in this case well, let's use thirty percent and that'll or sorry your gross margin and that'll give you your gross profit what we want to do at this stage is look at ways we can increase our gross profit some examples might be how can you improve productivity how can you lower your cost to produce or to deliver a service? So this is where there's a lot of opportunity. My, my, I've, I have found in my own experience, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in the gross profit area because this part is not very well managed by a lot of business owners. And this is where a lot of the leaks in the bucket happen. So when I work with a client, quite often to get some quick wins with them, we, we go right to the gross profits because there's quite often strategies that could be done to improve that very quickly, to, to improve financial performance and give us some breathing room so we can work on some of the other things. So once you've worked on gross profit, the next step is to start focusing on your fixed cost, or sometimes they call these operating costs overhead. And these are, these are the costs that your business has to occur, but aren't directly related to serving the client. So these include things like rent, insurance, uh, salaries for office personnel, not, not necessarily wages, your wages for frontline delivery of services or manufacturing, those would be in your cost of goods sold. But when we talk about overhead, your office expenses, those types of things are overhead. So what we try to look at is how can we reduce our overhead by 10%, if at all possible? And there may be things you can do, looking at efficiencies, looking at reducing the amount of office supplies that are purchased. Uh, perhaps you can reduce rent. There's, there's a number of different things you can do. So those are the steps that we're trying to look at. And I'll just kind of quick review them. We want to look at the number of contacts that come into your, to your business from potential clients. How many of those are converted into actual transactions? Then how much, what is your average dollar size and your total transactions by your dollar size, average size of your transaction gives you your revenue. From there, we want, then we, then we have our gross margin, which gives them multiplied by your gross profit, or sorry, multiplied by your revenue gives you your gross profit. And then 
from your gross profit, that's where you pay the loss, the, the rest of your bills, such as rent, insurance, utilities, that type of thing. And that gives you your net profit. I'm going to run through the example that's shown on figure 5.2 on page 56 of the book. So what we see in the example is we're going to assume that there's the number of leads or contacts that come in from the three types of customers is 6,000 contacts in a period of a year. Out of that, we're going to assume that about 33% or one-third of those contacts turns into a, a transaction, which would mean 2,000 transactions. One-third of 6,000 is 2,000. The average dollar per sale, and we're just going to make an assumption that we're starting at $100. The average dollar per sale or average sale size is $100 per sale. So when we take $100 per sale times those 2,000 transactions, that's a revenue of $200,000. Now let's assume that we've done our accounting and we've discovered that our gross margin is 30%. That means 30% of our sales is gross profit. So when we Take that $200,000 of revenue multiplied by the 30% of gross margin. That gives us $60,000 of gross profit. And when we, when we subtract the fixed costs, which in this example are $18,000, we have a total profit of $42,000. So here's how, the, how we can use the formula to increase profits. By as much as 69, 70% or even double our profits in, in, in a matter of months or a year or so. What if we looked at these leads and, and we found a way to increase by better marketing, could increase the number of leads from 6,000 to 6,600. So what we want to look at is how can we just improve each step by just 10%. 10% I think you'll find is very achievable almost all the time if we get creative. So it's not a huge sweeping change we're wanting to make to our business, but we're making small incremental improvements at each step of the business. So it shouldn't become overwhelming. So, we've, so we're going to assume that our marketing has allowed us to increase the amount of leads from 6,000 to 6,600, a 10% increase. And what if we could find a way to increase or improve our conversion rate by 10% and go from which would take that from 30 a 33% conversion rate to 36.3%. So we've gone from a 33% conversion rate, increased it by 10% to 36.3. That would generate 22,398 transactions. So we've increased the number of transactions just by improving the number uh, the number of contacts by 10% and the conversion rate by 10% we've actually increased our number of transactions by 20%. And the reason why 10 and 10 turns into 20% number of transactions is because they compound on each other. And there's a compounding effect that goes on when we work on improving each step one at a time. So now we have just under 2,400 transactions. Now we want to look at how can we increase the average sale or average dollar size per sale. Remember, they were $100 per sale. So through various strategies that I'll cover at a future chapters, we've been able to increase that by 10% to $110 per 
per average sale. So a 10% increase in the average sale. When we multiply our increased number of transactions by 2400 and our new average dollar size of sale by, of $110, we now have sales of $263,560. This is an increase of 63, just over $63,000. So we've already made some really big improvements here just by working a little bit of our marketing, a little bit of our conversion rates, and finding ways to, to increase the average sales size. We've already increased our sales by over 33%. Now we want to look at your gross margins. How can we improve gross margins? Remember, they were 30% before. We want to find ways to find to improve that to 33%. Again, that's a small amount. My own experiences as we've been I've working with my clients, we've often been able to increase our gross margins by a lot more than 10% because you'd be amazed how much low-hanging fruit is in there. And, I, and again, I get into that in a future chapter in detail, but it's really about increasing your margins through productivity, lowering your and lowering your overall cost of delivery or to manufacture. So if we're able to increase our gross margin from 30 to 33%, the new number is, because now we have sales in $263 instead of $263,000 instead of $200,000, and now we have a new conversion or a new gross margin of 33%, our gross profit increased from $60,000 to $87,975. Now we're talking about an almost 50% increase in gross profits. And again, that's the compounding effect of just finding ways to improve each previous step by only 10% per step. So now we have that new gross profit of $87,975,000. The next step is to look at your fixed cost and to look and find ways that you can reduce your fixed cost by 10%. Now, again, it comes down to productivity. Uh, it comes down to maybe renegotiating some of the uh, costs that you have in there. For instance, if you have insurance costs, maybe you can lower that as an example. You've got utility costs. Maybe there are steps you can take to reduce your utility costs by being more efficient. There's a number of strategies that I also talk about in a future episode that I will be talking about in a future episode, but that gives you an idea of some of the things you can work on. In this example, the previous number was our fixed cost was $18,000. What if, again, if we reduce that by 10%, our new fixed cost, because we're going to reduce it if 10% if of $18,000 is $1,800. So now the new fixed cost becomes $16,200. We've reduced our fixed costs by $1,800. So how does this affect the bottom line? Well, the, the numbers we started at resulted in profits of $42,000. By making the 10% improvement at each step of the business process, now generates a net profit instead of $42,000, generates a net profit of $71,775. That's a huge increase in profits. Just by looking at each step one at a time and making small improvements for each step. That's how the magic prof profit formula works. It's a pretty straightforward process. 
uh, it just needs some focus and time and attention and I know you can do it. We're going to get into more detail on how to improve the performance of your business by using this formula in, over the next three episodes, which will include in chapter six, we're going to be talking about marketing, how to inc increase those number of contacts. After that, the next chapter, we're going to be talking about sales and conversion and how to use a sales process to include to improve your sales conversion process. And then we're going to have another episode strictly devoted to gross margins and how to improve your gross profits. So watch for those episodes coming up in the very near future. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, I invite you to get, get to contact me either by email at tony at empoweredbusiness.ca or through my website, empoweredbusiness.ca. Look forward to seeing you at a future episode. It's Tony Malik, Leaky Bucket of Profits. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.